Hallelujah. There is power in the wonderful name of Jesus. Think not for a moment what you're going through, what sickness may have tried to attach itself to your body is too big for me. Nothing is too difficult for me, says the Lord. So center your hope, your faith, your trust in not only my ability, but my willingness. For I am willing to heal and I have the power to destroy sickness and disease. So receive it tonight. Amen. In Jesus name. Well, did you come with your expectors? Hallelujah. Well, you can go ahead and be seated. I'm telling you, it's a good thing. Good, good, good to be here tonight. Praise the Lord for his presence in this atmosphere. Praise God for wonderful worship. Just helping us enter on in into what God has for us. So tonight we are going to be emphasizing his Name is healing. Hallelujah. We've been in this series now. This is our third Sunday on His Name Is. And I just want to start out with this beautiful passage in Philippians chapter 2. We'll read verse 9 through 11. Now tonight, I'm going to just be reading. I'll be making comments, but I'm going to be reading a lot of scriptures that just reminds us and helps us to remember that Jesus is our healer. Over in Psalm chapter 3, one of my favorite Psalms, it starts out with, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. As believers, we have a wonderful benefit package. And part of our benefit package is walking in divine health, free from sickness and disease. Amen? Amen. And that is all part, and that is all possible because of Jesus and His sacrifice. So this helps us just remember how wonderful and powerful His name is. Let's start here in verse 9 of Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, God also has highly exalted Him and given Him the name. Some translations say a name, and I don't like that because His name is just not a name among many other names. He's just not a God. He's the Most High God. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only way to heaven. Amen. So God exalted him, highly exalted him. And he gave him the name which is above every name. Next verse. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth that covers every realm, heaven, earth, and hell. Every realm must bow to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 11 says, And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
Can you lift your hands and lift your voice with me and just say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Now let's do it all together. Jesus, Jesus is Lord. Lord. Woo! He is Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Now this passage said that God highly exalted him. And this phrase literally suggests an exaltation to the highest position over anything else. Is his name higher than depression? Is his name over strife? Is his name greater and more powerful than diabetes? Is his name greater than heart disease? Is his name greater than asthma? Is his name greater than cancer? Is his name greater than any kind of trouble with your back? Is his name greater than headaches? Is his name greater than colds? Whatever you can name. Every disease has a name. But there is the name. That is higher than any medical term. Any disease that the enemy wants to label and try to put on your body. There is the name that is higher than any name. His name is healing. Jesus, the name of healer, was bestowed upon him because of what he did. He purchased our redemption. He bought our healing. And so he deserves, he alone deserves to be called healer. Isaiah had a vision. He looked down through the corridors of time. And he saw, the prophet Isaiah saw that day when Jesus would hang on that cross. And that crown of thorns would be placed upon his beautiful head. Those thorns would pierce into his brow. And that blood would stream down his face. And the Bible says those crowns, they were for our peace. The crowns that purchased our mental freedom. We don't have to be tormented mentally. Let's just look at that beautiful passage. Isaiah 53, verse 4 through 5. Surely he hath borne our griefs. Literally, that should have been translated our sicknesses. And he has carried our sorrows, our pains. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Can you imagine that day when Isaiah saw that picture? We read that and it's commonplace to us. It shouldn't be. We should always be blessed when we read about his sacrifice. But just think, the prophet Isaiah saw this and and he pinned it. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace. If you can just picture it 
in your mind. When he was on that cross. Kenneth Copeland sings that song. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. And every one of us were. And he knew what we would face in this day and in this age. He knew the opportunity for the mental anguish. I don't think there's ever been a time in history when so many people are dealing with mental issues, depression and all of these different personalities and bipolar and all of that stuff. It's the pressure of this age that comes upon people. But Jesus said, and Isaiah wrote it down, when they put that crown of thorns on his head, his brow was pierced for our mental freedom. Not just for our healing, not just to take our sins away, but for our soundness of mind as well. I heard recently that Billy Graham, and you know, there's been a lot of talk about him. Now he's in heaven, but what a, what a general in the army of the Lord. And we, we honor his legacy and all that he accomplished here on this earth. But I heard someone recently sharing this, that uh, in another nation, Billy Graham, and you know, he always did such a phenomenal job teaching <clears throat> on salvation. And the altar calls were just huge. Well, he used this scripture, Isaiah, in one of his messages. He ended his sermon with this scripture. And he was emphasizing the part that said the chastisement of our peace uh, he was emphasizing the part he was bruised for our iniquities, wounded for our transgressions, the sin part. And he gave the altar call and all masses came down and responded to the altar call. And many people was in another country where people were bound, you know, by a lot of sickness and disease. Some of them came down crippled and all of this. They were hobbling some of them down to the altar call because he said, Jesus took our transgressions and they were receiving him as savior. But to his astonishment, not only were masses receiving Jesus as savior, but people started throwing down their crutches. People started getting healed and he didn't even say anything about it, but it's a completed package. And after the crusade, Billy Graham was quoted as saying this, there is obviously more in this passage than we've preached. Hallelujah. Woo. It's a dual cure. Double cure. He took our sin, but he also bore our disease. Amen. Matthew eight seventeen, quoting the prophet Isaiah says this, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself, and then I like, he quotes it really good. He took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. Hallelujah. He took my sin and my sicknesses. If he took it, it doesn't belong to me. Note there it says, and. He took my infirmities and He bore my sicknesses. Like I already said, the dual cure, the double cure. Hallelujah. Healing is part of our covenant. If you're born again, you got a covenant 
with a covenant-keeping God. The good news is we know we're on our way to heaven singing and shouting the victory, but we can also have days of heaven here upon the earth, free from the curse of the law. If you want to know what was under the curse, read Deuteronomy chapter 28 sometimes and just see all the diseases that are listed there. And if they're not listed by name, it says in every other disease, it covered it all. And then Galatians chapter 3, 13 says, but Christ hath redeemed us from the curse under of the curse of the law. I'm not under the curse. I'm not under the curse. I'm blessed. And you can't, you can't curse whom God has blessed. Let me just ask you a question. Is sickness and disease a blessing? No, absolutely not. It's not a blessing. If you can't get out of bed, it's not a blessing if you got to pay all of this money out to doctors. There's no thing, uh, nothing about sickness that is a blessing. Now, some people will say, but you know, I was laid flat on my back and God visited me. Well, you know why God visited you? Because you called on the name of the Lord. He could have visited you with you up walking just as much as he could have flat on your back. He visits people. He meets people where they're at. But he doesn't have to borrow disease to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. And then some people, they'll say, well, you know, I know that God heals sometime, but just not all the time. You just never know what God's going to do. You can just never tell what his will is. Is. Some of you may have grown up hearing this. People, they would say, okay, we're going to pray for brother so-and-so. Brother so-and-so's got cancer and we're going to pray for him. And they start out okay and they pray, God, be with them, God. Well, all these, you know, things that are okay. And then they end with God, heal him if it be thy will. That negates the whole thing. We got to know what the will of God is. What would you think if Pastor Mark gave an altar call for salvation and a bunch of people came up here and he led them in the sinner's prayer and then he ended with, Lord, save them if it be thy will. Well, this church being full of a bunch of scriptorians would all say, "Ah, Pastor Mark, that's not scriptural. We know. It's his will. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pastor Mark, we know that the Bible says, Jesus, he's not willing that any should perish. These people have come up here. They've responded to the altar call. How can you say, save them if it be thy will. But we do it all the time with healing. Because people are ignorant of the will. You know, if somebody in my family left me a will, I would be the first to say, uh, let me just see what's in that will. I'd study that will. I'd fight for the right to have what was in that will. How about you? But yet too many Christians 
We have been given, you know what the Bible is called? Especially the New Testament. The will and testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's His will that we know what He has provided for us. And healing is a big part of His will. Amen? Amen. Just think about what Jesus came to do. It's really not that hard. You don't really have to be a rocket scientist. Thank God. The gospel has been made simple. But unfortunately, we've had a lot of theologians that have tried to make it difficult and mess it up. It's simple what Jesus said. This is why Jesus came. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about, what did he do? He went about doing good and healing some. No, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Jesus was anointed with a Holy Ghost. And with power. And he went about doing good. And a big part of that good that he did was healing. Now did everybody get healed that was around Jesus? No, because not everybody received. But those that would hear, believe, and receive, every one of them. Every one of them were healed. It's always his will for all to be healed. It's always his will for anybody who's oppressed of the devil to be set free. The anointing, the anointing. Jesus didn't just have the anointing. Jesus is the anointing. He's the anointed one. Hallelujah. And what does the anointing do according to Isaiah chapter 10? The anointing destroys the yoke. Jesus went about doing good. Doing good. You know what? It's not that hard to keep our doctrine straight. Let me just give you a real simple way. If it's good, it's from God. If it's bad, it's from the devil. James said, every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father above. Is sickness good? No. It's not good days to be laid up in the hospital with sickness eating away at your flesh. But healing is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Do Christians... Get attacked in their bodies? Well, duh. Has anybody in here not ever been attacked in your body? If so, I'm going to give an altar call for liars. Because it's... I don't see anybody in here sprouting wings. Nobody's so angelic that you've never got attacked in your body. That's just your shoulder blade there. Attacks come. But when the attacks come, our part is to resist the attack. We're establishing that disease and sickness, it doesn't come from God. 
Have you ever heard of the heavenly flu? No. There's never a virus running rampant in heaven and God and the angels and all the saints getting sick. No. There's no sickness. There's no disease in heaven. So how in the world would he get it to put it on us? He doesn't go around borrowing it from the devil. There's no such thing as sickness and disease coming from God. Just that blood. It's not his will ever for us to have to have this in our bodies. But of course, attacks come just by virtue of us living in a fallen world. Now, not to gross anybody out, but this atmosphere is infested with demons and it's infested with germs and disease. That's why we ought to confess on a regular basis. And I do. Every disease germ and every virus that tries to touch my body dies instantly in the name of Jesus. Can you agree with that? You ought to say that on a regular basis. You know, you don't know who's touched what you touch. And you know, you don't have to get you in paranoia and all of that stuff, but to get you in faith. Faith. <laughs> Germs die instantly when they try to touch you, PT. You're, the power of God in you is greater than any little wimpy germ. Amen? But we have to know that. And when these attacks come, if we haven't got it established in our hearts that healing is God's will, too often people just lay down and accept it. Well, God, what are you trying to teach me in this? Don't assist disease. Don't assist the devil. How about resist him? The Bible doesn't say assist the devil. It says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. Now listen to more of why Jesus came. Uh, John 10, 10. I like this one in the Amplified. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. We are driving this home. What does disease do? It steals, it kills, and it destroys. So it is from the devil. But Jesus said, I came. Woo! I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say this. Lord Jesus, I receive an overflow of life, abundant life. The life of God is working in me and the life of God dries out any kind of death any kind of disease any kind of germ cause life God's life is greater and it's in me hallelujah thank you Lord Woo! he came to give us life abundant life overflowing life hallelujah thank you Jesus Whew, yeah, living in the overflow. I'm getting blessed up here just thinking about who's in me. 
What's in me? I'm not dominated by the law of sin and death. I'm dominated by the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, it dwells in me. And what does that spirit do? What does that life do? It quickens my mortal body. It's not time. Even some of you that are older in years, it's not time and do not accept that I have to have sickness and disease. I got to have aches and pains. This body's getting old, so I guess I can't do this and I can't do that. Do not accept that. Begin to say it on a regular basis. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He dwells in me and he quickens. He makes alive my mortal body. And you ought to be saying this. I say this all the time. I am going to live long and I am going to finish strong. I don't want to just live long and wither away in a nursing home. No, I'm going to live long and I'm going to finish strong. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He (coughs) He has provided all that we need. To live an overcoming life free of sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for your glorious provision. Hallelujah. Let's just keep talking about this a little bit more. Hallelujah. Faith. Faith is rising in this place tonight. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24. Who himself... Bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. It's there again. Sin removed, not under the curse, but also healing provided. And I like how it says this. That he who bore himself bore our sins on his own body on the tree. That we having died to sins. I was looking at that today. That just jumped out at me. I'm going to say it like it came to me. Our sins were nailed to the cross. Our old man. Our old sin Nature died when Jesus died. Your old flesh was crucified with him. Crucified with Christ. Who I used to be is not who I am now. That old man is dead. Dead to sin. A dead man, he doesn't cuss, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't chew, he doesn't round around with those who do. Because he's dead. Because he's dead. Yeah, he doesn't do nothing. 
because he's dead. Who you used to be and what you used to do, you ought to see that dead on the cross. We didn't just die, though. What else did it say? We died. Our sins died with him. But then he made us alive that we might live unto righteousness. Glory be to God. Righteousness. Right standing with God. Right standing with God means right living. We don't need to live like we used to live. Don't open the door to the devil. Sometimes, not all the time, attacks just come. But sometimes physical attacks come because we open the door. We open the door sometimes through ignorance. We open the door sometimes through sin. And if that's the case, make the adjustment and close the door. Say, nope, 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 I'm living under righteousness. I'm a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. I am free. Free to be me. And not free to be who you think you ought to be. He said live under righteousness. You're free to be who he created you to be. Amen. Find your path. Find your destiny and walk in it. There's provision there. There's grace there. There's healing there. Hallelujah. And then, of course, he said here, by whose stripes you were healed. You all are a real smart group. So let me ask you this question. Is were present, future, or past tense? Past. Were. Were. We were. Yesterday, we were here. For the ladies meeting. That means it already happened. It's past. Sorry, the food's gone. We were here yesterday. And we ate it. Past tense. But guess what? If you were healed. Fred Price always says this. If I were healed. Then that means I is healed. I is healed. If you were, you are, and if you are, you is. I just skipped a step. (laughs) If I were, I are, and if I are, I is. Every tense is covered. Amen. Woo, thank you, Jesus. We are healed. Some people will say this too. I'm just kicking over some sacred cows. Some people will say this. Well, you know what? Salvation is more important than healing. Well, you know, if you had to choose, I'd rather choose salvation. I'd rather go to heaven a little sooner than I planned on because of sickness and disease and to spend eternity in hell. Well, duh, if we had to choose. But it's man that said that. There's nowhere in the Bible that says you got to choose salvation or you got to choose healing. As a matter of fact, salvation is all inclusive and it includes healing. Eat the whole roll. Take the whole thing. Amen. 
Don't go to the buffet and stop at the salad bar. Move on over there to the fried chicken and the roast beef and the potatoes and the gravy and everything else. Eat the whole thing. It's an all-inclusive salad bar. All-inclusive buffet. Hallelujah. Everything that we need has been provided in His name. The healing in His name is ours. Can you handle a couple more scriptures here? Mark chapter 16. His name is healing. Mark sixteen seventeen, These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons they shall speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will not hurt them they'll lay hands on the sick and they may be possibly if it's the Lord's will recover no in my name they will recover so we have established that healing is his will for us but you how many believers in here the believing ones look do y'all have hands the believing ones do this say i got hands and i'm a believer so it is the will of jesus that i lay hands on the sick and they will recover hallelujah thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus oh we thank you lord for your healing power we thank you lord let's just lift our hands right now i have more but i'm done i'm done because the power of the lord the power of the lord The power of the Lord is present to heal in the name of Jesus.